Hello to our listeners and welcome to TNT ESQ. Along with my co-host Teresa Quinlan, I'm Rhys Thomas. We make up TNT. For those of you who don't know, TNT is our initials. Simple, right? Uh, we're here to explode the status quo. This series is all about talking with people who are helping us to think differently so we can start doing differently. Okay, so Bart Schlossen is joining us today, and he is a back to nature coach, a soul scientist, a certified Wim Hof method coach. He is all about connection. He'll take it from down to the earth all the way to your higher self at the higher spiritual zone. We've had talks before, we've, we've gone through dimensions. You know, we went to the fifth dimension in one of our talks. So who knows where this is going to go, folks? But I want to invite you to really share with us a bit of your backstory, first of all, Bart, to explain why and how connection is so important in the work that you do and also in the future that you see for all of us especially given what we're now experiencing cool well first of all thank you for having me very very uh, very good way to work on connection too across continents yeah my background i'm a neuropsychologist by training so i've worked in the academic world for a long time until that world or that situation that I created for myself uh, got me into a burnout in which I didn't know which side was up, down, back, front, life was going. And I needed to reinvent myself, sort of control, all, delete everything that has been there to hold and see, okay, so what is this that I am? What is this that I am about? And how can I contribute to the world we live in, that I live in? Uh, having a young family with, with four kids, those were very challenging times uh, for me to, to stay alive and, and find ways to, um, uh, to create new ways of balance. And, and, on, and on that path of, of self-development, self-exploration, so to say, yeah, I found out that I was carrying around too much BS in my head, too much limiting beliefs, too much crazy beliefs that were just not functioning anymore. I was running old software, so to say. My uh, computer was, was one of the latest models, but it was running on MS-DOS or something, Windows 95, I don't know, an old version of software. So I needed to get rid of stuff in my mind um, and I needed to reconnect with myself again uh, in order to, to stay alive and be happy and healthy and strong. And, and, and on that path, I've been, I've been ever since. And actually, I do not want to get off that path again. I want to keep on learning and growing and, and failing as well uh, because... When, when you fail, you learn something. It's not all about success. Uh, yeah, and, and try to live a life as balanced as possible and, and maybe inspire some people along that way. So coming from the neuroscientist, the, the, the fucked up, stuck up neuroscientist, narrow-minded to, um, well, pretty open-minded, open person on this mission to help people uh, become more aware and connected with themselves, with each other, and with nature surrounding us. That, when you say running on old programming, old hardware, I think it's such a great analogy to use it as a description because when, when people are ready to move from this point of, I'm stuck here, I think I'm ready to move forward. One of the really big barriers can be that, but if I move forward, that means I'm going to lose this other, this part of me. I and, and that yeah. there's a sense of fear that's related to that. So how did, yes. how did you manage, how did you manage that sense yes. of fear of I'm going to, I'm going to lose something? 
I think, I think it's, it's, it's beautiful that you say fear because a lot of the society in the Western society that I observed that we lived in my mind, it's fear and control based. And that fear keeps us from being us, from being the, the true playful kid that we are in essence. And I was very afraid. I, I, had, I had a fear of public speaking, uh, which is one of the biggest things I do now. I had a fear of going places. I didn't want to go to a grocery market anymore. I didn't want to go outside. I was, when I went outside, my, my gaze was pointing downwards so that I couldn't see what was happening around me. And I think I pushed it so far to an edge that I couldn't, I, I felt I didn't have a choice anymore. I needed to change something. I didn't know what. So I needed to go beyond the fear. I think uh, in, in, that, in that time, that was like 2013, 2014, I also met Wim Hof, the Iceman. And I became, an, long story short, I became an instructor in the method and I'm one of the academy instructors training new people in the method. But what I learned there is that this fear, and you can take the ice bath, which we use as, as, as an example, people are afraid. And because people are afraid, they don't do stuff. They don't go there. I was afraid for public speaking, so I shut up. I was afraid to go into an ice bath, so I didn't go in. But if you can get out of your head and can reconnect with this beautiful biochemical factory that's underneath our heads, you can let go of the limiting beliefs and you can push forward or put that self-loving step forward and go into the ice or go on stage or whatever, or, or go speak to people on Zoom, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. which is very scary to a, lot, to a lot of people. But on the other side of fear, you can learn a lot. So I learned a lot on the other side of fear. But I think I had, I, I discarded so many signs previously that I got to this point that I really needed to do something. Sort of uh, back against the wall. And I got to do something, whatever it is, but I got to move. So this, mm -hmm. this deep sensation that movement was the only way to go that led me to understand that change is the only certainty we have in life. We can only live life if we are open to change. A lot of changes are happening at this time and point and will happen on a daily basis in your life anyway. So, and, and how you deal with that change that I had that sort of epiphany, like, okay, I control how I deal with the change or with the fear or with the stress that I meet. And that makes, makes up my reality. Mm -hmm. So I have a choice. I can choose to create a reality in which I feel empowered, in which I feel strong, which doesn't mean that I'm always happy or high. No, I've got lows too. Obviously, it's, it's about life. This is life, balance. And, but I've got a choice, how I deal with stresses that come at me. I might not control the stress, but I can control what I'm doing. And I choose not to be fearful anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the, the principle of rhythm, right? Up and down and not, not dwelling too far in the high and not dwelling too far in the low, knowing that it'll rectify itself. So you talked about Wim Hof. So let's try and connect some of these threads here. You're, I know, having spoken to you, you're all about nature. So at this time, there are loads of positive stories going around, lots of experiences due to this sort of pause that's been forced upon us has actually been a huge benefit to uh, the environment, to nature. People are reconnecting with it. People are hearing things, smelling things, experiencing things that maybe they remember from their childhood that they've just kind of forgotten. So sometimes it's good to go back to that old programming and, and maybe just give it a reboot. Yeah. How does the nature part of it impact you? Because you, you kind of said you, you went all the way to one end of the spectrum and kind of burnt yourself out, or maybe you, you went so far, you went all the way around again and got to the <laughs> other side. Tell us about the nature bit about it, because people are really 
getting more interested in that. They're appreciating the benefits of spending time in nature, even if it's only yeah. one hour a day, uh, stricter yeah. rules. <laughs> um, how yeah. can that play a big part in connecting with yourself first? Because I think that's a really important place to have that experience. Yeah, we are nature. This is nature. Just like I'm, I'm sitting in this box now, a room, but we are nature, just like nature outside. And we are heavily connected with this nature outside. And at some point, somebody decided that we humans are not nature. That was, I think, an arbitrary decision at some point. And that has led up to all kinds of craziness that we're in now. Mm -hmm. But that we can also get out of if we reconnect with ourselves, with each other, and with nature again. Which, in essence, to me, is one thing. We're all the same. We're made out of the same stardust. Everything is made out of the same basic components. So by going into nature, and that's why everything I do is also called, like, like it's, it's always back to your nature. What, so what you do when you go into nature is that you reconnect with that nature, which in essence is reconnecting with yourself. It's just that when I talk about like, okay, people, let, let's reconnect with ourselves. Then it might be a bit vague or spiritual or people might not understand. But if you go out into a forest, you're there and you're there consciously without uh, distracting stressors like phones or whatever, then all of a sudden people feel this sensation that they can read about because you can, you can get, I don't know, hundreds of books on Shinrin-yoku, which is the Japanese form of forest bathing, which is being in nature. So you can read about it, but what happens when you are there and when you are there and for instance, you take your shoes off and you stand mm -hmm. on your bare feet in nature, then that connection is rein reinvigorated, reinstated again. And that's when things start happening to people. Then people are like, whoa, what is this? What is this I'm feeling? And then I go, ah, you're feeling again, because that's important. We are raised in this Western society as thinkers. We overthink a lot of things. And, that's, and then we go back to running old software on, on this hard drive in our heads, our brains. And so we, just, we are living our thoughts, but thoughts from the past. And when I take people out in nature, I let them take their shoes off. I let them do conscious breathing, which is the connection between the outside and the inside of nature then people are all of, all of a sudden they're in the moment, in the present moment again. And there is no stress nine out of 10 times in the present moment. Good thing, it's free. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Mother Nature, the yeah. female personification of personal, I don't know really, our personal connection. I'm trying to make a little connection here. I'm asking really your input here for uh, some exploration. As far as I know, Mother Nature is sort of this guiding force for creation. So the point of like, take your shoes off and put your feet into the earth, is that to strengthen connection in order to, if we're going to rebirth ourselves, we have to have some sort of creation of something new. Yeah, it's something, it might be something new to a lot of people, but in essence, it's nothing new. It has always been there. And mm. it's just that we as a society, have become disbalanced so we are we've set ourselves aside from this nature and if you look at tribes that are still here present on certain areas uh, on the world they are heavily connected with nature if you look at like the blue zones all across the world the people that that become centenarians and, and so live longer than 100 years they yes. they live probably live longer because they have social interaction they have connection they move and they are connected with nature so it's nothing new. It's just that we have lost this connection 
and I know a lot of people are looking for that now because in, in, these, in these crazy challenging times that we're living in and in which we have pushed our civilization to a certain degree into a disbalanced state, we need to become more balanced again in order to survive and be happy and healthy and strong, like Wim always says, which are very, very good words, happy, healthy, strong, that we all have the innate uh, capability to be happy, healthy, and strong. We need to be connected to ourselves, to each other, to nature. That is why, for instance, a Zoom call or podcast, that's storytelling 2.0 or 3.0. It's important that we share stories with each other, that we listen, that we learn from each other. That's probably also why we are alive as the human race and not Neanderthals or other human races that have been living on this planet. We are connected. We are a connecting species. Mm -hmm. So we need to work on that connection. 100%. So let's point this right into this moment where we are right now. You, you're talking a lot about your nature. I'm very aware that this is the one thing you can't do right now. And or certainly you can't do with clients. You might still be able to do it yourself briefly. How to, how to build that connection without that literal grounding point for everyone. Zoom is fantastic, but it obviously has limitations. How has that made you reimagine the brilliant work that you do? And how can that inspire the people who are listening to this to find new ways to continue that connection without having to venture out or, you know, some of the things you listed there about why people live to certain ages are, are exactly the certain things that we can't do in this moment. Yeah, I think one of the important points is trust. Trust nature, trust your own nature. This period that we're going through now, it shall pass. We are still connected. And uh, I know a lot of people look for outward connection first. So uh, we're all in boxes now. I can't fly to the UK or to Canada now or whatever place to physically connect with somebody. But still, there is this energy. It's just like when you, when you compare it, for instance, to trees. Trees talk with each other. They, they, uh, they connect with each other, uh, not only with branches, but also with roots underlying uh, underneath the earth. They send signals back and forth, and that's, those are measurable physical signals, but it's also it's just energy moving back and forth. So the fact that we are the, the three of us, we're in three different boxes at some place on this globe, but we are very much connected in energy at this time and point. So if you trust nature that this, this will pass, and this is a natural process of ups and downs, um, which more of them will follow after this one and have before this one, and you trust the system as much that that you know that you are connected in energy we all are connected in the same energy we all originate from the same energy so that means that you do not physically need to be with somebody else like in the same room to have this connection going so you need to go inward and trust your system reconnect at because this is the only thing you control a bit Mm. Uh, so by going inward for instance by doing breath work Conscious breathing, the Wim Hof method of breathing, and there are other ways of breathing that all help you to, to journey inward, to reconnect with your body, to learn more about this, this, this interoceptive exercise that we can do, meditation, uh, visualization. Those are all techniques that you can use to feel connected to yourself. And if you feel connected to yourself again, you can work on a better connection with other people in another room on another side of the planet or just in the next room here, or in the same room here. It's all the same thing. We hear so much about breath and how important Mm -hmm. it is for connection to self, ascension to our divinity, all those kinds of things. Before we hit the record button, you had shared the 
the divide. So the, the social divide of not really yeah. being able to be around other people. So I'm interested in hearing about and perhaps even a demonstration. Do you have a favorite breath practice that you do that helps you to connect to yourself? Yeah, I do my, I do my best. Good question. <laughs> um, I, I do my best not to be dogmatic in anything. So I could say there is one specific exercise. Well, if there is, maybe that's just one single conscious breath and approach that single conscious breath as a, as a young child that has never been aware of this. The first, so the first, you do, when you do something for the first time, you're amazed. You There is wonder. It's like, whoa, what's this? And if you can do something for the first time each and every time, you can train yourself in that and you can become better at it, but it's always the first time. So one conscious inhale and a slow exhale. And there is a large there are biology textbooks that are written what happens when you inhale and when you exhale on a physiological level. So which part of the nervous system you activate or you deactivate. But just one slow conscious inhale and exhale, that, might be, that, that will be your first step. And from there on, there are like a number of mm-hmm. methods out there which you can use. Uh, like, like Wim is just one of the people, Wim Hof is just one of the people that teaches breath work. You've got Dan Brule, you've got Stig Severance, and there are lots of people that, that, that work with, with breath work. But what it does, it, in, in general, whatever you do with breath work, it connects you again. It's sort of the remote control of the nervous system, of your internal organs, your internal system. So by starting with one conscious breath and just accepting that that is okay, you might already be, be on that way. It doesn't need to be complicated. We overcomplicate mm-hmm. things. And that's when things become dogmatic and scary. And that's when mm-hmm. people start having fear and not doing it again. I'm not good enough to do this. We are all good enough to breathe. You do it tons of times every day. What if we make this more conscious? And yes. we start putting this old software that we were running in our heads. What if we just let go of that? You do not need to be afraid that it's gone. It's still part of you, but you can use new stuff to go inwards and to make a connection again. So run some new software, one conscious breath, without any expectation, just being, inhale slowly, exhale even more slower, and see what happens and repeat that a couple of times. I think there's been maybe sort of an egotistical celebration around the fact that we don't have to think about certain things. Like we're so great as human beings, we don't even have to think about breathing. (laughs) But perhaps to our own demise is that we don't think about those kinds of things we're we're operating quite unconsciously on a lot of planes and so upping upping our consciousness and in my practice it's all about self-awareness in Reese's practice it's all about self-awareness so amping up our awareness capacity or paying attention capacity is really quite a beneficial thing and as we're talking quite a bit about right now slowing the pace can be something that's really beneficial. One of the things that I know is that when I step out into nature, I feel slower. I don't feel rushed ever, no matter what I'm doing outside. And perhaps that's just the natural rhythm of nature. It's a lot slower than the programmed rhythm of the human race. I mean, we call it the human race. It sounds like it's supposed to be fast. <laughs> and, and it shouldn't. We're, we're overcomplicating stuff. We're going too fast. And this system is just not built for that. We can keep up with that. Yeah. Mm. We can race and we can go. Uh, but it's not a competition. You know, we're not going to get out of here alive. 
Nobody. Right. So why oh, not? My brain just exploded. It <laughs> yeah. was fantastic. Not a competition. We're, this, this body, not the energy, but this body, it's mortal. We're going to die at some point. But yeah. everybody is afraid of dying. So everybody stays away from dying. And then we're on this race all of a sudden in which we race away from this end point. The, the end point is there somewhere for each and every body of us. And then maybe something cool happens afterwards. I don't know. I'm not intending on leaving yet. There is lots of cool stuff to do here. But the pace is too high. We need to slow the pace down. So we need to create a new world, a new way of balance in which we're more conscious, more connected, more self-aware. It's all connection. And from that, we can use technology because, hey, you're in Canada, you're in the UK, and I'm in the Netherlands. And we use this technology to connect. So, and we can use technology which is inside of us, this biochemical factory, the lungs we have, uh, the organs we have, we can use them to self-empower us, to, hi to heighten, to raise our connection again with ourselves and from there on connect with other people and have this better connection with nature, which in essence is one thing because we are nature. Awesome. So we've been tiptoeing around the idea of spiritual here. We've mentioned it a few times. You and I have talked about it before. You talked about before that connecting with your higher self. We've talked about connecting with the internal bit. Let's, before we run out of time, let's go up and find out how do you connect with your higher self? What are the things that you can share with us now to try and open people up to that concept? Because most people probably aren't aware of that idea. I don't know whether it relates to Wim Hof. I don't know whether, you know, I'm sure you, I know you've done lots of breathing exercises from, you know, ancient pranayama stuff to dragon breath to Wim Hof, all these kind of things that I know that you're an expert in. Is that the way that you connect with your higher self or is there something else? Yeah, it's like, it's like we, we do not, uh, we can use plant medicine or drugs or whatever to raise, uh, like the, to, to get to other places, so to say, but the oxygen we inhale and the carbon dioxide we exhale, that's actually enough to get you to these higher dimensions. But I also think that it's important, or at least it's a nice mindset exercise that these things are here right now. It's not something that you search for by hiding yourself in a cave for 30 years and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden coming out and like, ah, yeah, now I'm there. No, I think in this 3D, uh, and this is what we talked about earlier uh, in, in earlier conversations too. I think we've got a limited construct of, we're using a limited construct of time. We've got yesterday, today, tomorrow, like one minute ago in one minute. But I think there is way more than that. Um, and that's where spirituality comes in, which is not spiritual. It, it isn't vague in essence. And I thought it was, but it isn't. So by opening your mind up to the fact that, you know, it might be, <laughs> it might be okay that there is more than we can technically wrap our heads around that we, that we can think about because we only have thoughts, but those thoughts most of the time are limiting limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs. And if you get out of that system and breathwork helps there, if you can get out of your head, then you can go beyond your head and the limiting beliefs that are keeping you inside of your head. So yes, you, you can most definitely use breathwork to connect with that higher self of you, of you that is here now. It's, it's what you are. Would it be fair to say that everyone struggles with this construct, limiting self-beliefs, old programming? 
I think, I think most people do. Yeah. Okay. So then here's the question. <laughs> Hashtag it. Not anymore <laughs> is because oftentimes I do think that, you know, some people who will be listening and some people we will encounter throughout our lives, if we're all experiencing it, maybe the only difference is we, it's a spectrum of experience. So some people are heavily loaded with a lot of limiting self-beliefs in their whole life and they struggle perhaps to become free from those things. And others have a few and they like, oh, I did a couple of breathing exercises. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, that might be extreme, but we have along that spectrum our experience. And for our audience, we love for our guests to be able to share in their deep wisdom and in their own experiences, some help, some practical help. So what would you recommend for our audience is one thing that they can start doing right now to begin that journey of reconnection to the self, connection to the self. Yeah, I understand that there is like, yes, there are different degrees of exactly what you were explaining. That to some people, it might be relatively easy to take steps and get to a certain point. And some people just need a longer journey. Accept the fact that it is okay that's okay you are okay you belong you are good and you are here for a reason it doesn't matter where on the pathway you are you're on that pathway you're on that journey it's it's not about being on that top on that peak or being in that low which are both part of the spectrum it's about the journey in between so there is there is no fun in being on a mountaintop the entire day it's about the journey that you make. And we're all on this journey. And everybody is traveling at a different pace. Everybody is looking at a different reality. And that's okay. As long as we add the that's okay part and we accept that from each other, we are all traveling at different speeds. It's okay. And society, we've created a society in which apparently we think that everybody needs to travel at the same high-paced speed mm-hmm. um, that we've created for each other. We shouldn't. We're, tra- we're traveling almost with light speed anyway. If you, if, you, if you realize how fast Earth is going through the universe, that's crazy. But so we are moving and everybody's moving at their own pace. So just accept and respect and love yourself enough to uh, realize that you are okay. Whatever step you take, it only needs to be one step at a time. No, nobody should ask you to sprint a marathon on, on the tips of your toes because most people will not do that. Awesome. Acceptance. Mm-hmm. Very important lesson to learn. That is. The, what stood out to me was accept everyone is already on the path. And I think that is something that will resonate with a lot of people is that they were looking for where does the path start? Like, how do I get on it? And that's the... The great divide for them is like, I'm not even on the path. I'm so frustrated. I'm so far gone. There's no, there's no hope for me. It's, it's helpless. And when you said that, I felt, I felt that when you said it, you, you're already on the path. You just did a different, you're at your point, wherever your point may happen to be. That's really beautiful. Thank you. It's your path and it's okay. You're good. Just keep moving and trust yourself. It's been like conditioned into us to compare ourselves all the time to everyone else and then realize, yeah think that's okay and realize that oh we're not that so we're not okay and you know that whole construct is part of the problem which causes the downward spiral when remove that distraction you center back to your own spiral and, and then you'll ascend yeah so don't believe everything you think because these are just thoughts in your mind like ah okay so the grass is greener there so that means that my grass is not good the grass <laughs> is greener there and the grass is here is fine here too 
you've got a cool blue shirt on and damn, I don't have a blue shirt on, so I'm a failure. No, <laughs> you're okay and I'm okay. It's, it's one thing, it's all good. You've got a funky lobster on your t-shirt and I have my logo on my t-shirt and oh no, now I'm not good enough anymore because you've got a lobster on your t-shirt. But that is the, the construct, the, the thoughts that we have in our minds. We are not our thoughts. To use a running analogy from marathoning, you're surrounded by other people running the same race. We all start at the same spot. We're all going to the same spot. We're even following the same route. Although some people will run on the right side of the route, others will run on the left, some straight in the middle, some zigzagging across it. And the number one rule for rookies running their first marathon is run your own race. Don't try to do what someone else is doing because that'll kick your ass. Yes. Love it. I run, I run a lot too, and that's exactly true. And the big uh, risk that is in uh, starting a race, you start too fast. You know, mm-hmm. See it as a journey and not a race. Because there will always be people that are faster time-wise, and there will always be yes. people that might be slower time-wise. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your journey. Well, was it strong, happy, happy healthy, strong. fantastic? Bart, thank you so much for sharing uh, all of your wisdom and your experience. We know that people can get in touch with you via LinkedIn, but how else can you know, our listeners get in touch with you? You can, you can uh, go, to, um, go to my site, www.mynamebartscholtesen.nl, because I'm in the Netherlands. You can find me there, and you'll find every contact detail that you're looking for. Beautiful. And what do you have like, going on or coming up? If borders open up again, I have a number of journeys uh, that I would love to take people on. I take people out to nature locally, but also in, in more raw places like Norway. Um, I'm, I'm coming to the States uh, in the second half of the year if, uh, and, and, and Canada mm-hmm. um, to host some weeks there. Um, so so that's, that's always uh, up and running and new processes. I'm doing a lot of Wim Hof Method training always uh, so teaching people the Wim Hof method or training new instructors to become Wim Hof method instructors and then there is the the team coaching and the individual coaching that that's also uh, also always there it's all about connection I don't really mind which form but just like let's help people connect to themselves to each other and to nature all right are we ready for the rapid fire Q&A ready Are you ready, Bart? Okay, there you go. I I don't know what's coming, so uh, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, we have 10 statements with two choices. Mm -hmm. Interpret them as suits you. Number one, manager or leader? Leader. Active or reactive? Active. Black and white or gray? (laughs) Colorful. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Optimist or realist? Realist. Mm. Canada or England? <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He's getting used to it, I think. <laughs> uh, okay, number six. We're in the back half. Heart or head? Heart. Mm. Empathy or assertiveness? Empathy. Introvert or extrovert? Yeah, both. Both. Lovely. Logical or emotional? Emotional. And last but not least, innovation or process? Process. 
I really hope that you can get back out into nature and do what you're really mm. great at sometime soon. I hope we all can. And uh, yeah, look, I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of your wisdom with us in this 45 minutes. And I hope you've got some great ideas of things they can do either now or in the near future, I hope. Very thankful uh, for this opportunity to connect with you people. Um, it feels like we're in the same space. And actually we are. <laughs> uh, and loving, loving the beautiful energy and passion and effort that you put in to, to the things you do. And I think this is exactly what, what, what the world needs, is passion in people, encouraging other people to move and grow towards the inside and then towards each other. And yeah, so I'm very, very thankful for this opportunity and, and the connection that is there. And I hope this is not the last time that we see each other and that we speak with each other. So. It won't be. I know I'm going to take with me the reminder that I don't need all of that. Sometimes the struggle is, well, I can't get to, like I can't get to that place that really helps me. We don't need it. We have it right here. If we want a single, a single breath can reconnect us to exactly what it is that we need. Yeah, beautiful. The best way for us to find out if we are giving you, our listener, the value of your time by helping you think differently so you can do differently is if you write a review and give a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on.